Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. Well, last year when Miss Noni Robinson was on the show, she literally told us so much about taking care of our diet and eating healthy that we it was one of the most listened to shows of 2019. So I had to bring her back. And I'm so excited to have her on the show. So of course, we're talking about our current climate, right? And all the things that are going on with our eating and comforting ourselves during COVID-19 and sheltering in place and all the changes that 2020 has brought to our front door. So I sat down with Noni and we really had some tough conversations and she gave us a really great guide that I think you guys are going to enjoy. She's going to share nine things that we can do right now to help our body flourish during COVID-19. And I think this is important because if you're like me, I'm going to be real with y'all. I have been eating and nibbling and doing things that I know I normally would not do because I'm sitting around doing nothing. And at the same time, I'm still trying to incorporate some kind of exercise and drinking my water, but it is tough. So Noni, being that she's an actual nutritionist, I thought that it'd be great to bring her back on the show. And she gave me some tips on how to have some of those tough conversations with the people we love. You know, a lot of times we see people hurting themselves and COVID is affecting our community so much faster than it is most because a lot of folks are at risk, right? So we talk about the power of knowing when you're at risk and also for folks who are underweight and overweight, which I wasn't aware of the underweight part. And it's because our immune systems are compromised. So speaking to Noni really enlightened me and gave me some tips and made me have the motivation I needed to keep on keeping on and to keep pushing. So I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. I want to thank Noni for sharing everything. And you know, she's the founder of Black Black Girls Eat. Uh, And I think you guys, if you haven't followed her already, I want you to go ahead and follow her page. And be sure to stay tuned to the end because she's going to drop those gems and I'd love to know which ones really resonated with you. Enjoy the show. Hello, Noni. Welcome back to Brunch and Slay. How are you? I'm doing great, Amira. How are you? Man, you know what? I'm making it, y'all. I want to be 100% transparent. I know you're going to hear this and your world, I pray, is back to whatever your normal thing is and your peace is back to normal. Not your world, your peace, your transparency, all that good stuff. But right now we are on the tail end of sheltering in place and Noni is a nutritionist by trade and she literally was on the show last year and it was one of our most listened to shows so I had to bring her back especially in light of all the homebound eating we've been doing I thought it'd be great for us to kind of talk about the effects of this will have on our bodies immediately afterwards and even this time next year because I believe it's going to be a ton of things that we either change or have to adapt based off of COVID-19 so Noni man well, thank you for having me back, Amira. Um, I enjoyed our last segment. I'm happy to be back. And I think I have some information that is important in light of where we are today in this country, um, actually around the world. So I, I, I want to start by being transparent, as you said, um, to tell a little bit about myself. Um, I, I started my platform, Black Girls Eat, 
I started it um, as a one-stop shop for resources and to have real talk with black women, women of color regarding nutrition, wellness, and living a healthy lifestyle. And my mission for this platform is to be a movement that inspires, educates, and supports women to be our best selves. And beginning with that, what we put on our forks. So you'll notice I hashtag we are healthy AF. We are as healthy as what we put on our forks. So and I love it. Yes, I love it. And I mean, that's this is a conversation, you know, we kind of started it last year and we talked about going back to what our grannies used to do and cooking and we talked yeah. about pot liquor and all that good stuff. And all that good stuff is where we learn our food habits, right? Yes. Our eating habits, our eating habits. It all goes back to our history and our families. And so whether it was a negative experience that we didn't know as a child and we have that information now, it's up to us to make these personal changes. Because I would say everyone pretty much knows what the basics are about nutrition, what's good for us and what is not. So it's about us making choices and for us to teach our children and our families once we have that information so they'll be the best version of themselves nutritionally. No, I love it. And I think, you know, okay, let's just be real because you brought it up. Okay. Yes. So we all know better, but we're not doing better, right? Not, As a whole. We're not, we're not doing better. And it is affecting children as young as two, three, four, and five years old. So my mission is to tap into the mamas and the daddies and the community-based organizations so we can stop the younger generations from getting sick right mm. so we're finding children ages three to five um i do some consulting work with head starts and that age group is three to five we're finding children are overweight and obese at that age some have diabetes high blood pressure and high cholesterol most of it is all due to foods right mm. what they're not eating and what they are overeating and what they are not physically breaking down in terms of exercise um, so that is also um, part of my mission. We have to tap into the younger people and teach them about nutrition. But we have to start with with the parents, of course, the caregivers. Right. right. So, you know, there's a billion reasons. I'm listening to you and I'm like, I, I, I definitely believe that we should focus on what we put into our bodies, right? Fuel and eat to live, not live to eat, all that good stuff. And when I think about, I'm telling you some things I'm taking out of COVID, number one, my respect for single parents is even higher, number one. Just yeah. like, oh my God, how on earth, Jesus. Like I I literally have been praying for them so strong because I can't imagine not having a break, and especially those single parents who don't even have a relative they could maybe come watch the kids while they run to the store and just have that little break. Um, and when I think about single moms working and trying, or, or dads even, single parents, period, going out and trying to prep meals and trying to work a full-time job and allowing kids to have activities. And I think that's a huge part of the problem is we don't have time and we're not scheduling our meals, right? We're not, we're not carving out. I won't say we don't have it. We're not making the time. We're, to, not, we're not making the time in addition to trying to be sane because we're yeah. juggling, juggling all these things. And when I think about it, Amira, I subscribe to there's no diet that works for everybody. So nutrition is personal right? We are born with different DNA for a reason. So if you think about that, it goes without saying that our nutritional journey will also look different. Mm. So we just focus on what works for you and your body to obtain optimal health. And that starts with the basics. 
Okay, and what are those basics? The basics are you must always have fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, right? You must always have daily water intake consistently. And I've been studying um, before we got on the on the show today. We briefly talked about I've been studying the truth about sugar and how much sweet stuff we're all consuming and what it's doing to our bodies. And I, I wanna, I think I wanna start with that today. I think that's helpful because I don't think we know what all the foods that have sugar in them. Yeah, let's break it down. I know that a couple of years, I think I've shared this before on the show. I've done like, like a candida and a parasite cleanse before where you cut out all sugar for up to a hundred days. Mm-hmm. Life changing y'all. What's that for you? Life changing. It literally, I, I wasn't lethargic. Number one, this is way before COVID. Like I wasn't lethargic. I had energy. My skin wasn't breaking out. I was healthy. My hair grew substantially, like just cutting out the sugar. And it was hard the first probably two weeks. I wanted to choke people. <laughs> it was bad. So you were having withdrawals. And- oh, absolutely. And then when I, I don't remember how I fell off the horse and started back incorporating sugar in my life. I just remember I could tell my body was craving it. That's how I knew the parasites were, were not dead yet because my body was really like wanting sugar. Right. So I know I'm saying things to people that are like, wait a minute, what parasites? What? Yeah. So (laughs) I'm going down a rabbit hole, but I want you, I want to know more about what you discovered and how we can try to baby step it through. Cause that hundred days, that's not for everybody. That's, that's real. And I think a lot of people, it would be helpful. You do things like a lot of us are visual, right? So if you measure out things, it will kind of give you a, a, a better picture of how much sugars and things. So imagine measuring out about 20 teaspoons of pure sugar and eating it every 24 hours. Over the course of a month, you'll probably plow through about an entire five pound bag and then some. That's a scary thing if you don't really have to imagine the scenario because we're already living it. In the average American diet, adults, we eat almost about 20 teaspoons of added sugar with food processing, preparation, every single day. 20 teaspoons of sugar. The average teenager downs even more. So the worst thing is that these 20 teaspoons don't even include the naturally occurring sugars in fruit and dairy products. So they're natural sugars and fruits. I'm talking about the added and processed sugars. So some sugar intake is fine in mirror, but you know, some, some is not. You can't see my face. Cause yeah. it's like disgusted 20. When, are you, when you say it like that, that's literally medicine. I need it. I feel like I just got an injection. Like girl, I want you, I want you, to, do that with, I want you to do that with your daughter, the teacher. Uh-huh. Um, the problem is that everyone's getting too much of it, right? Sugar is everywhere. It's in bread. It's in ketchup. It's in seasoned nuts. It's in flavored yogurt. Um, we take in about two or three times as much added sugar that, as the American Heart Association uh, recommends. And that's not good because it is fueling the country's rising incidences of type 2 diabetes and obesity and heart disease. And it's happening with the babies. So a lot of people are eating, you know, the, the nuts, uh, the granola and the nuts um, in bags and things like that. Those things have added sugars and they're not good for you at all. Mm. And I'm sitting here listening to you and, and we all know that it's the big brother, right? Who's pushing this because this is the basic human need to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And 
our poor people, when you talk about Head Start and, and, and yeah. all these, uh, and I was a Head Start kid, so I'm not knocking anybody, so don't y'all come for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, when, when you talk about folks who live in areas, we eat what's available to us, right? Like my mom literally came to my house about a week ago. She stopped by the Costco in my neighborhood and she came to my house and the first thing out of her mouth is said, I'm writing a letter to complain because your Costco has everything and the Costco near me doesn't. And yeah. this is not right. Like it, it literally is that basic. So I literally, I say, make it a field trip. If you got to drive, it's not right, but we got to do what we got to do. Drive where you need to, to get access to those good choices of fresh vegetables and fruit. Like the Walmart by my house looks like a Costco. It is fabulous. I've never seen a Walmart look yeah. this nice and have such fresh produce and all these things and it's not right it's a disparity and i don't even understand why they wouldn't want to give all their customers the same great quality that's what i don't understand it's, it's so much disparities in in terms of what is available in certain neighborhoods because there are are things such as food deserts where certain communities they have to drive farther out or take buses farther out to to have even a grocery store near so then you are apt to go to the corner store or make bad, poor decisions because of access or no access, I should say. Well, not only that, on a single pair, let's talk about our budgets. You're trying to stretch, right? So you're getting foods that you can cook, that you can make big pots of nachos or things like that that's going to feed your kids, keep them full, and it's not going to be time consuming. And that doesn't always account for making fresh vegetables every day because if that stuff spoils, you got to wait to the first of the month to your food stamps or to whatever comes in so right. that you can eat more, right? So yeah. how, what so do we do about that? Is to learn how to shop healthy and eat healthy on a budget, right? Beans go far, right? Beans go far, rice goes far, and there are farmers markets in every, mostly every local community, right? And they accept, they accept EBT cards, food stamps, whatever your state is calling it. Um, they accept those things. Those things are accessible. When you go to the WIC program, they give you vouchers for the farmers market. A lot of parents aren't using them. Some people don't mm, want them. Okay. Um, a lot of those things get sent back. So there are ways to shop healthier on a budget. I think we are accustomed to hearing and believing that it's expensive to eat healthy. Okay, you just, you just hit me to something. Yeah, because I had no clue that, that farmer's market vouchers were even available. And that's something. So we got to ask questions and we got we to gotta educate. I think that's the biggest thing, educate the importance Okay. Um, oh wow! And I think during uh, during COVID, uh, what what makes my heart smile is that people are getting hip and they are trying to build their immune systems because we're told that it affects people whose immune systems are compromised, right? So people are 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 adding ginger. They are they are taking elderberry. They're doing all these things that they are told that boost their immune system. So I also want the community to know if you are an underweight person, an overweight person, or obese person, your immune system is already compromised. Your blood is not flowing properly to, to help your heart to work properly. So those are things that we need to talk about, those hard conversations that we need to have with our girlfriends, with our families. If somebody is not healthy, have those conversations, give them resources, provide them with information that would empower them because it has become a societal norm to be overweight. So I got a tough question and y'all, I'm asking this because I love you. How many pounds overweight 
right, is considered obese or is considered overweight. Because I think a lot of us are in denial because we're black and we're quote unquote thick, right? That's how we are. Um, I want to know what that, what that, is it 10 pounds? Is it 15? Because it all, all depends on, on your age. If you're a man, woman, your height. Um, So all of those, that body mass index, when we come up with that equation, it all depends on a couple of things, male, female, height, um, weight, age. When you take your child to the doctor and they give you that body mass index, it's all based on that. So it's hard to say. It depends on um, your height and weight, male or female. Okay. Um, but it's easy to it's easy to figure out. You just have to figure out what your body mass index is and what percentile you are on on that chart. Um, but it has become, like I said, the societal norm, and that is where we need to be concerned. You know, we we're concerned if other people don't treat us well, right? We have those hard conversations with that girlfriend if you're not mm-hmm. treated well. We don't have those hard conversations about not taking good care of ourselves. And I think we need to put that into practice with people that we love. Yeah. And I, and I love that. And Noni and I have been talking about this. We, we started out last time talking about accountability uh, mm-hmm. as friends and mm-hmm. how you, it's important. And I think that's a quest that we got to move forward on as a community, guys, is holding our friends accountable and having walking dates, right? Having hiking dates, having uh, farmer's market dates, like what the challenges, what can you cook uh, with the kale you got on, on Sunday from the farmer's market? Like Like those recipes, right? Recipes are so accessible now, right? Recipes. I mean, they are all over the internet. You know, talk about what's healthy snacks you're feeding your child, what they like and how to get creative. Involve your child in the process in shopping. I remember when uh, my daughter was little, I didn't enjoy going grocery shopping with her. But what I found is that I was going at the wrong times when she'd be tired or I'd be tired. So it wasn't a good experience. So once that she was well rested and I wasn't tired and I didn't go after work, it was a good experience and a learning experience for both of us. And having her in the kitchen um, was a good experience. You know, we try to get that food on the table quickly. So bedtime, homework, all that. But we have to take the time to teach them when they're young because it's up to us to save them. And oh, you know, I agree. I'm a self-proclaimed foodie. Um, in addition to liking different cuisines from different parts of the world, I also have an emotional relationship with food. So I'm not just speaking to the brunch and slate community. This is more for myself as well. I'm learning and on the journey with everyone. I don't always make the best decisions. You know, we, we use food in all areas of our lives from celebrations, good times with family and friends. We share delicious meals. We go to happy hours. We, we celebrate mourning grief using food. Um, I definitely use it when, when I'm distracted or anxious. So I have to become more conscious of my own dietary choices and it's been a slow and steady walk and I've made a lot of changes and I'm not perfect, but I'm a proud work in progress. And that is my mission to help women and children. Um, So it empowers our community. When we are well, our mind is well, our body is well, we can give back to the community properly. Sustain, rescue, soothe, renew, and defend your skin with Blusoma. I found a skincare line that improves my complex skin challenges in a holistic way. Blusoma's toxin-free products, healthy ingredients, and ethical business practices make it easy for me to support them. 
After using their products, I found a new respect for the sacred relationship between plants and people. Blissoma is cutting edge chemistry meets traditional herbal knowledge. Their commitment to use carefully sourced, premium, raw, organic botanical ingredients makes me feel good about pampering my skin. I partner with Blissoma to offer you 20% off of their products. Use the code BRUNCH, that's B-R-U-N-C-H, at checkout to lock in your discount. Check out Blissoma.com, that's B-L-I-S-S-O-M-A.com, where the most radiant beauty is rooted in balance. Oh no, uh, that's, that's uh, it's just amazing to me. And when I think about like, since we're our last chat, I have become a pescatarian. You have, and I want to tell you, I see your walks and they are motivating. <laughs> okay, well, you want to hear something funny? Uh, it's yeah. not even funny, it's kind of disturbing. I have had the craziest adventures on these walks that I have been going on, yeah. y'all. I have been bit by a dog. Oh, I no. have been expo- uh, flashed twice by the same no. old man. I am not lying, y'all. It is, I came home and I was told my husband, I was like, I think I might have been violated. <laughs> Oh, no. that's terrible. And so you I need think to the go man has a route. You need to go a different I route. I do. I, that's the crazy part, y'all. I do. I, we have this beautiful walking, like it's made for walking all over the neighborhood. They're all intertwined. They're all like these beautiful walking paths. I take different routes. I stopped, I never went back the route after I got bit by the dog and the lady didn't even apologize for her dog snapping at me. That's a whole nother story. Then the man who exposed himself um, way too much. At first, I tried to give him benefit of doubt, and I said, "Well, three times, truly." I saw him raising up his shirt one day, and I went to the other side of the road, got out of his subdivision, went back to the main road. The second time, I literally saw his whole bottom, and no. um, no. <laughs> what did you do? Nothing. I crossed the street. I didn't even know what to do. I was just so shocked. I thought, "Is this really happening?" Like I kept trying to justify, like. Is it, how's his, how am I seeing his bottom right now and his hand motion? Like I could see from the back that he was doing something in the front. Okay. That's what I'm going right, to say. Right. Um, and I kept saying, maybe he was scratching his tummy and he didn't know. Cause you know, how sometimes men have plumbers crack and it's yes. like, but it yes. was way too much. I'm going to be real. It was just way too much crack to be a plumbers crack. And he had on running shorts. You know, those are tight as hell. There's yes. no way he did not feel it, that he was exposed. And today I was on the opposite side of a road, saw him and his shirt was almost over his head. And I was ready to call the police this time. I was ready. I was like, okay, we're going to call the police and get this old man. And then I looked at him. He saw a bunch of cars coming. He put his shirt down. And I thought, I looked at his face and I really, honestly, I think this is somebody's dad who has dementia. I'm going to tell you the truth. Right. I think that his kids need to come check on him. And, but yes, I have been exposed. I have been, uh, <laughs> and you keep on going, don't you? I keep on going. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed I'm to like stay at home? Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. My you're husband's like, like, I got, he got me got a little pole. Yeah. He got me a stick. He was like, yeah, you're oh, gonna have did. to walk with okay. a stick. <laughs> so that can be for, that can be for dogs or people. Yes. He's like one good whack. You good. Like, <laughs> do you feel better after you do it? Oh, I feel amazing. I feel like I'm not cheating myself. Like I'm not making excuses yeah. and I'm able to, for me, honestly, I've always been a workout outside kind of person. It just does something for me more mentally. Um, and it's, I, I don't, I don't know how else to say it, but I got, we kind of talked about before since I've been on shelter in place in COVID, I do feel exhausted. I feel as if I, instead of walking four miles, I've done like 
a triathlon yeah. and I, I am, I am mentally drained afterwards. I cannot just jump right into my normal. And it's very difficult because I know I'm doing the right thing for my body, but then right. I feel, still feel, um, bad about not getting as much done. So it's this constant I, I battle. I definitely agree and feel this since this pandemic, things have seemed harder to get done. And I'm, I'm really concerned about, of course, the children um, and they're, they're not being able to, them not being able to get enough physical activity. And during this time, people are, are going to gain weight. We're going to emotionally eat because we're stressed. Right. So I'm hoping that we make better decisions during this time, because this time can really plummet us in terms of our physical health. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and you doing the walking and, and, and changing your, your eating. You are on the way, your path to wellness. Well, Noni, can I tell you the truth? I'm tired of fish. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am. I don't want to go back. I, I really don't want to eat meat. I don't want to eat pork. I'm not that big of a fan of pork anyway. I never really ate it. I might chip. I used to chew on a little bacon every once in a while. My husband and daughter are carnivores, so I still have to well, cook are meat. They? So how oh, are absolutely. You your house? I cook two meals. Okay. I cook two meals and I usually cook a ton of vegetables. Now, most thankfully, uh, they will eat a veggie meal. Like they, there's plenty of times where I'll do three or four days of veggies and that's all we eat and they're perfectly fine. But at the same time, they didn't make a choice to not have beef. So I'll still cook it. Um, my daughter, it truly is a carnivore. She will literally ask me, can I just have a brisket sandwich? Can you just go to the barbecue place? And she's five. She's five. Yes. She joneses for it. So I have to just make sure I make it healthy. Even if I give her a piece of, she has broccoli with it. Like I try to, since okay. you came into my That's life, Wonderful. <laughs> yes, I tried to um, incorporate it. And even you'll be so proud. I made her, when she turned five, she got, she officially has to do chores now, right? She so, yes. And one of her chores is helping out with dinner. And if she okay. doesn't do it any day that I cook, she doesn't get her allowance or a dessert. That is a great idea. And I hope the listeners take it. It's important to have children in the kitchen. It's so important. So do you mind sharing what made you go and change your diet to become a vegetarian? Um, it was something I've wanted to do ever since I did the cleanse. Absolutely. When I did the parasite cleanse, I saw how my body was supposed to work. I saw that it was supposed to be fueled, not just mm -hmm. satisfied, right? Mm -hmm. um, when I saw that, I wanted to do it then. I was just weak. Like I, I think it was just a number of things. After Oh, I remember. It was after Hurricane Harvey. I went downhill. You went down. Hurricane Harvey did something. It was like post-traumatic stress. Anybody who was there in Houston can tell you this. They're still probably dealing with it. It was just like crazy. And we will see the same things happen from being sheltered in place all this time, right? Um, right. But it was it was something to my psyche. And then right after that, we moved uh, within like, I think it may have been maybe in seven months we moved to Dallas. So my whole life got turned upside down and I just started stress eating. So I would have my licorice and all these things that I knew weren't good for me. And in the back of my mind, I still wanted to eat. Well, I knew I had to get back to it. And then this time I didn't, I didn't feel like I had the strength to go a hundred days of, to do a reset. Where, where do you think you got the notion from being a mindful eater? Cause it sounds like you're aware of your emotions when you're eating. And that's what um, I, I try to talk about uh, in terms of black girls eat for us to be aware of when we're picking something up. Is this hunger? Is this anger? Is this loneliness? And it sounds like you are aware of your emotions when you're eating. Oh, no, and you're going to make me tell all my business. Okay, so <laughs> a couple of things. One, 
um, I like, I, I have a little thing I play game with myself. I play. If it's snacking, I'll say, you're not hungry, you're bored, or you're not hungry, you're, uh, you're buzzed, whatever the case may be. I just know that that is the root of all evil for me, just packing it on. And I know how hard it was for me. At one point, I used to travel all the time for work, and I gained probably 25 pounds. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like the way it made me feel. I didn't like the way it made me look. It feel good. No. You didn't like it. And I, Yeah. And I worked really hard to get it off. And I didn't, I didn't want to go through that again. So ever since then, this was way before my daughter was born. So this might have been 11 years ago, uh, maybe 12. And I decided I would never let it go that bad. And I would always play around with these five pounds. I'd let it go up five down. And I, then after a certain point, after you turn probably 35, 36, I'm like, it's not coming off as quick. And I don't want to be a yo-yo dieter, right? So I don't want to be. The breaking point was, I don't like how I look and, I, and it doesn't feel good. Right. It didn't feel it. good. And I noticed too, that anytime around my cycle, I crave sugar. Absolutely. So I have my weaknesses, licorice. I love peach licorice. I love sprouts. I literally go to sprouts and I go in and buy those $5 bags of homemade licorice and I could devour one in one in like an hour. And once and, you start, start, you want more. Yes. You want more. Yes. And so what I started doing, and this is wasteful, but I do it. I would get the licorice and I would eat 15 ropes and I throw the bag in trash. Okay. Which is wrong. Still was wrong sugar, but at least I wasn't eating a pound of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were still being mindful. And you know, in, in my research with sugar, it's not just bad for us because it causes weight gain. Some researchers say that it can also increase the risk of neurological conditions. Mm. The brain is super responsive to nutritional changes. That's what researchers are saying. So even more than your heart, um, there is also a big price to play when your sugar arises. So there's, they're linking a lot of sugar intake to Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, and in even some cases, multiple sclerosis. So Whoa. doctors have long known about people with type 2 diabetes, but Alzheimer's are more likely than the general population to suffer from other memory-related problems. Um, high blood sugar can increase the risk for brain shrinkage. So sugar is so deep and so not good for us. I want us to start having more conversations about that because when we go to those happy hours, what's in those drinks? Sugar. Oh, exactly. And that's why I drink just vodka water. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I drink, like, now I'm going to tell y'all the truth. I think I might have been peeing champagne at the beginning of this shelter in place. <laughs> I, I, I went through so many bottles just because it was like, okay, I can sip on that and just flow through the day with a little juice to it and, and just be nice on the weekend. That's what I would do. I'm like, I'm here all day. It'd just be brunch all day. Like just, and it was fun for about two weeks, maybe the first three weeks. And then I was like, okay, you don't even normally consume this kind of calories. I'm really strict about what I drink. Really strict. Because we can drink our calories and yes. moms are home now making their, their baby sandwiches. I want you to know that processed meat has sugar in it, mm -hmm. right? Those yeah. flavored yogurts, you can make your own yogurt with fresh fruit. That's better. It's a natural sugar as opposed to it coming already flavored and colored with dye. Um, all of those things I want us to kind of cut back on because just like investing money, um, just like getting a promotion at a job, sometimes slow and steady wins the race. And that's definitely in terms of your nutritional health. You don't have to cut absolutely one day and because sometimes you will be that yo-yo dieter that you talked about. 
slow and steady, you will see the changes in studies show that it stays off more or those cravings, your weight and those cravings do not come back. You know, when you do things gradually. You're right. I mean, I literally only crave sugar when it's close to my cycle. That's it. I don't eat, I don't, my, I'm not, I'm not a cookie. I'm not a sweets kind of person. If I do, it's a baked good and I would bake it. I would literally go to the store and I'll buy it and I'll bake it. If I want it that bad, I'll bake it or I'll cook it myself. Um, other than my licorice. Other than you love licorice. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I don't want us to be fooled that cutting back on sugar is not going to be easy. No matter what, it's going to be difficult. But like you said, having a wellness accountability partner we talked about before, it really helps to have friends and family be aware of your dietary changes that you're trying to make so they can encourage you. And so they're aware that you might be hungry or a little irritable during the first week or so, but you need that support from Mm -hmm. your partner, your spouse, your girlfriends, your children. Um, We got to hold each other accountable. So when we're looking for these accountability buddies, because this sounds great, and I'm going to be devil's advocate for those folks who are like, that sounds good, but you don't know my people, right? right. Uh, what, are, what are qualities? Should we be looking for accountability partners who are already fit, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, I have dealt with a lot of times in many areas of my life where I try to pool resources and have accountability partners, whether it would be in business or in, in college, whatever. And people will be good for about a week and then they fall off because they don't want it enough. And then you wind up looking like a crazy person because you're stalking them. So how yeah. do you, what questions or what qualities should we be looking for when we're looking for I, people to help when us? you have training? an accountability partner, it might be someone who is of like mind, who is interested in the same thing that you're holding each other accountable for, someone you can respect, someone that you can depend on and someone that cares about you or maybe even just start connecting with black girls eat right that's a whole community always give us a holler yes we would love we would love to have you um our mission is to be supportive it's a no judgment zone um no judgment at all because we all sometimes fall short and we go to those cabinets to satiate ourselves from other things besides being hungry um, so we are here. We have to save each other. We have to save each other's lives. And I forgot to mention this, Noni, as we're talking about me and you, I'm sitting on your couch and you're counseling me. <laughs> like, uh, I, during the, during the quarantine, I started intermittent fasting so that I wasn't snacking uh, sure. as much. And I stopped I- eating at eight. That has been my saving grace. Okay. Do you have an accountability partner or do you not need one? No, I don't, I don't think I, I mean, I'm sure I need one. Don't get me wrong. I just don't have one on this because I, there wasn't a goal. It was just to make sure I'm not just grazing. And I, I knew that I was, that was a strong possibility because I would be staying up later because I don't have to go to work, you know, and all those type of things. So I just kind of, I had a girlfriend at work who always did it for, and I, and I didn't know what it was. So I looked it up and it was don't eat after eight and start eating at 12. And I thought, okay, I can handle that. And I tried it for about a week. And I've been doing it ever since. And it's been much easier to cut back on the grazing. So I would definitely say look into that if that's one of your things. If you know that you're a nibbler, when you know you can only eat during certain hours and you should only eat certain kind of meals, you'll prep those meals more likely and you'll be full because you ate the right things. Yes. And I want want the Brunch and Slate community to really think about what they are doing to keep their nutritional wellness in order. It's important to use the produce aisle when you're shopping, or even if you're doing Instacart or Amazon or your local market, 
to, to start with those produce things before you go and get the fun snacks. We need to have that produce in the refrigerator and at home to boost our immune system. So what we eat or don't eat can affect our immune system. Sugar does not help our immune system. We need to kind of cut that out as much as possible. The processed sugars, not the natural sugars. Um, I have uh, nine ways that I would like to discuss and share with the community to boost your body's natural defenses. And we need that during COVID as we see how it's rapidly affecting the world. Okay. Sleep. Number one is to get enough sleep. Sleep and immunity are closely tied. When our body isn't fully rested, our organs are not fully charged and they can't fight, they can't fight illness for us. Engage in moderate exercise like Amira is doing and showing us. Eat more whole plant foods, eat more healthy fats, eat more fermented foods or take a probiotic supplement. Fermented foods like kombucha, um, sauerkraut, the way the foods are processed. Limit or alleviate added sugars. Um, that has been what we've been discussing this whole time. Stay hydrated, consistent water intake daily. All day, just drink water. Even if you're feeling hungry, drink water. Manage stress levels, think happy thoughts, meditate, pray, do yoga. Those stress levels, that if high stress levels, that definitely impacts our immune system. Supplement wisely. There are a lot of supplements out here in the world. If you can consult with a nutritionist or someone at the store, the pharmacist, your doctor, make sure that there are supplements that are helpful to you. So those are my nine ways um, I'd like for people to boost their immune system during this time and after COVID to keep it going so you can be well. No, those are, those are excellent. Man, Noni, wait, I can talk to you all day. The time always just gets away from us. So I know that there are folks who are just not hearing you. So let them know where they can find you and support you. Um, you can definitely find me. Um, I am We Are Healthy AF. Um, I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook. I have a website. I am on Twitter. We are called Black Girls Eat. And my name is Noni Robinson. It's always a pleasure. You can contact us. Um, to have us give you a consultation, to have conversation, to ask questions, to pick our brain, to partner with us. We welcome, um, my goal is to have everybody well, knowledgeable, and our community to not be um, experiencing such disparities at a high rate. Oh, I, I'm, you're doing God's work, Noni. You're doing I love it. it. Thank you. I'm so thankful to have connected with so many women who just, we're all trying to do our part. We all have these little great things that we're gifted at, and we're just trying to share them with each other. And for that, I will forever be thankful. Um, it's just a, it's just an awesome thing. So y'all make sure you follow Noni, make sure you support her and, and ask those tough questions. Like I want, I say this and I joke around about my walks and all these things because I'm human y'all. I'm not perfect. This yeah. is a journey. Every day is different. Anything could happen to be a trigger for me. I'm not perfect, you know, uh, and, and not trying to be. I'm just trying to love the skin that I'm in while I'm in it. And that's, that's just it. All we can do and try to be the best, best version of ourselves. And remember, there's no diet that works for everybody. Nutrition is personal. Yes. All right. And until next time, you have to believe that if she can, I can, we all can, y'all. This is French and Slay.